0: Welcome to another episode of Harvest Series, a podcast following a four-day experience in Kaplankaya on the southwestern Asian coast of Turkey, filled with fascinating talks and workshops to harvest knowledge and nurture the planet, an event founded by Burak Eumann and Roman Karel.
1: Is to deal with what we've discovered as wellness and our reinterpretation of wellness. Because wellness is now, like many words, overused. We focus on the self, the society, and the earth. And those are the three pillars that we're going to come across. Nutrition, sleep, exercise,
2: and stress management. So that was the notion of well-being. From a relatively sophisticated point of view, back in 2018, when we brought these researchers and people who were specialists in the field, in all these fields, here, and and had this gathering, and had these talks, and exchange of ideas, we realized that well-being was not limited to those four topics, that there was so much more to it. And the two themes that immediately emerged was spirituality and living in a community.
0: I am Rose, a French journalist based in Barcelona, and this episode is an interview made in Caplancaya with two special people for Harvest, as they are the founders. Burak Öymen and Roman Karel will speak about this fabulous project they started together five years ago and that turned out to be a very successful event in Turkey. So we will discover who they are and what well-being means to them. They are two friends, two businessmen, who love to reflect on the world's significant issues and are totally involved in the event they founded, Harvest, an event that gathers around 300 people twice a year around well-being, but not only, as you will discover. Let them explain what harvest is for them. Burak is speaking first, he is one of the two founders, but also the developer of where harvest is happening. Kaplankaya, a former patch of rocky land, transformed into a beautiful and sustainable complex with villas and hotels on the beach. My first question is, what is Harvest? Can you explain?
2: Harvest is a gathering of minds. It's a place where some of the most, what to us seems, some of the most interesting topics for humanity and for the, hum- for the planet are discussed, debated, uh, where knowledge is shared, uh, where ideas are fostered, where there's ex- exchange it's a place that brings people from all over the world together to be exposed to these ideas to be exposed to knowledge and at the end of the day a place where we all harvest new information new knowledge and take it back to our homes to our communities and share and disseminate that new learning that we've uh, all received here
1: i go back to the project that burak started uh, some years ago which is on this beautiful land on the aegean And um, we have here an incredible view over the Greek islands. And I think um, it's in Turkey, and we all know the history of Turkey, very rich, uh, of being a crossroad of civilization. And uh, when you had the the vision back then of wanting to recreate childhood dream or childhood settings of how you were spending your holidays with friends and how it was the glue of so many magic memories and the basis of some of the values you carry still today that this idea um, was going to be crystallized in in a property development, because let's call a cat a cat. It's a property development, and there is a hotel. um, And all of this is a way of gathering people. So somehow this development became a big vision. Uh, We are on 500 uh, hectares of land, a bit more. Um, It's two and a half times the size of uh, Monaco. And from being a property development, it became suddenly the idea of uh, creating a mini civilization. And it sounds a little bit arrogant to, to say that. But uh, but I think it turned into being a village. And in a way, harvest is what happens on the village square. And the idea of harvest came, you know, once we have developed the infrastructure, once some people have come here, what is the glue to them every day? You know, having infra- access to all of this infrastructure, beautiful weather, beautiful nature... Is already a privilege, but how do we get the glue of the people together? And I think you've said the other day it's not we are not gathering like-minded people. We are gathering, gathering open-minded people. It's this crossroad of civilization that we can recreate here through culture. And what is our focus? And our focus is forward-thinking idea, forward-thinking culture in a place where I think we are both passionate about geopolitics somehow. Um, We discovered this uh, through the the, the time we hang out together, but not immediately. um, Borak has a background in in diplomacy, and I have a background in being a a French guy uh, from Paris, hearing so many different things. But but I think the geopolitical idea of bringing people together and having the topics that actually puts everyone at the same uh, level of humility and humbleness, and that we can spark and triggers reactions of thinking differently so that it ease and smooths into the work life, into the family life, into our relationship to nature, and into uh, the daring we put every day in what we can do. And having this content was the focus. So we built the content from that idea and we went um, finding the people and the topics that could bring that and i'm gonna let you maybe speak Mm -hmm. about what are our our topics yeah for sure
0: yeah i would like to know what's uh the program of uh harvest this year and now what's going to make it so special
1: you talk about the program i just want to say that i think the program is to deal with what we've discovered as wellness and our reinterpretation of wellness because wellness is now like many words overused but at Harvest, we at Harvest and at Kaplanke, So Harvest is a little bit a Ministry of Culture for Kefalonia. Sounds pompous, but it's the initiative. It's the idea of having a cultural program that is backed here by the institution here to make the, this content available to the people coming here. And we focus on the self, the society, and the earth, and those are the three pillars that we're going to come across. And those are the first topic. And then maybe you want to talk about the different topics we've had.
2: Yeah, I think to, to put all this in context, I mean, if you go back five editions, which is basically taking us back to 2017, when Roman and I first started talking about this idea in 2018, when we did the first, um, the first harvest, there's been an evolution in the program and in how we present the ideas and how we tackle the ideas and which ideas we try and sort of tackle and understand and get a better understanding of. In the beginning, we started off with well-being. You know, as Roman was saying, it was about understanding well-being. We wanted to understand. We knew at that time what we'd been hearing about well-being is that there are four pillars to well-being. It's like a chair. If one of those four pillars are not strong, the chair gets wobbly. If two are not strong, your chair collapses. Those four pillars were nutrition, sleep, exercise, and stress management. So that was the notion of well-being from a relatively sophisticated point of view back in 2018. When we brought these researchers and people who were specialists in the field, in all these fields, here and and had this gathering and had these talks and exchange of ideas, we realized that well-being was not limited to those four topics, that there was so much more to it. And the two themes that immediately emerged was spirituality and living in a community. So that was a very sort of interesting experience for us. You know, we are the creators and the, and the, the co-curators and, the, and, and, the, and when, when we work in the production of, of the event, but we're also members of the audience. So for Roman and I, when we go into a harvest, we come out of that experience having learned so much more than what we knew coming in, although we're actually sort of co-curating the event. So we took a lot out of that first harvest and we applied that to the second harvest, that, that learning. We said, okay, well-being is really interesting, but what about nature, you know, the environment? That's something that's really, that impacts us as a species, as, as humans on earth. What about the well-being of the planet? So how are we gonna look into this?
0: A program that keeps evolving and adapting, and that will still do so as Jamie Well, the author of Recapture the Rapture, will help curate the seventh edition of Harvest in May 2023. Let's listen to what Jamie told me about the two founders of Harvest, Burak and Roman.
3: Obviously founders and their intention have a disproportionate impact on the seeds that the culture grows from and I think that what Barack and Theresa have as, as, a, as a family and as a couple, of what Roman contributes with his experience from, uh, from Paris and the rest of the world, and, and, and what they've done is something that I think is actually really, really unique. And I think it is also a big part of why so many really interesting, incredibly accomplished people who can and do get invited to everything, everywhere, choose to come back here, choose to help. Uh, choose to say yes to this helping this experiment, you know, unfold itself, is because of the combination of worldliness and humility, and and that combination is is really r- obviously rare. People who are that worldly tend to have mm-hmm. lost the humility <laughs> along yeah. the way, and often yeah. folks that are deeply humble might just you know be fabulous in in the small community or place doing their thing. And the invitation to curious cross-pollination between different cultures and communities, different countries, different industries and sectors, um, that kind of a mix without pretense is really rare. And I think it is absolutely um, because of how Roman and Barak, in particular, when they show up on the stage, it's never about them. It is always about the experience. Uh, it is always about what's possible together. Um, and it is always about, I think, what Barak mentioned uh, at the beginning of this, the notion of, actually, it, it was Roman. It was, at, it was at our first dinner. And he said, you know, the thing that has always struck me about coming to this place and about so many of the extended uh, friends and family of this, of this uh, gathering is Anatolian hospitality.
0: Hmm. So Harvest hosts great speakers, including Jamie Will and all those interviewed in this podcast. But Harvest is not only about the talks, as the organizers also encourage the guests to participate in sound healings, sacred dance sessions to help you free yourself, our breathwork courses.
1: Uh, I think very spotted of you, um, and with, behind those big ideas, there is obviously the necessity of having um, a practice around that. And so the practitioners that are coming, they are showing their talents in order to um, uh, get us some um, inspiration of how to have different practice in our life and incorporate this in our journeys. Uh, But I think the wellness, you know, it's about the balance. And if we are too much just obsessed on the values of wellness and you're not also just living in the beings and into just doing the practice that you are inspired by, you can quickly also not be in your own equilibrium. So I I, want to rephrase this by I think there is a cocktail to harvest. That is a little bit of we are dancing here as well. There is great music and we believe music and live performances uh, of these musicians and talented people that comes are also part of wellness. The practitioners are bringing specific knowledge that are supposed to trigger different ways of thinking and then we have the talks and we have the nature and last and the most important, the audience. And I think the magic Is the mixity between all of that together and you add the speakers on top of it and we keep it intimate with 300 people together and we all have a journey of four days where you know you come at the beginning and you have your traditions and you have your cultural and you have your worries and you have your issues etc and throughout the four days you know you're stripping a little bit of that and it sounds cheesy (laughs) but we all come as a a, a tribe a little bit. And there is a lot of inspiration and and lightness that comes out of this journey, and I think that's what Harvest delivers. And I want to come back to the origin of Harvest quickly. Nick Kisslinger is one of the guys who taught us how to create this kind of event, this kind of culture, and we were inspired by an American concept, but we said at the cross-cultural place that um, uh, Turkey is, and the different people from different countries it was very important to adapt it so that's why we kept it at, um, at 300 people and that and that's what the idea of having an intimate journey with a similar cocktail that's how the idea came and i think it was a very good intake from nick at the beginning
2: two things that sort of that, that i was reminded of just listening to you now one is of course a, a big shout out to nick um yeah he was instrumental in helping us understand how we could frame this and how we could um, uh, structure these these ideas into in, into action in the early days, it is in the being that the doing happens so sometimes being is enough with the right intention for the action to follow that actually happens a lot with harvest and I mean Roman is absolutely right it 's the uh, harvest is not just a conference you don't come and just listen to speakers it's it's interactive and then to to your point and to your question the practices of you know doing meditation or sound healing or breath work these are all things that on one hand they help us get grounded you know, we're all coming from busy lives and different parts of the world so we ground ourselves th- through it and it also resets our fight or flight uh system our our sympathetic nervous system and allows and brings us to a place where we can sort of explore ourselves Uh, we can we can explore our our connections so that's really important and and a really really important component of life that uh, gets often overlooked is joy and on that on that point it's the um, it's the music and the dancing uh, and the entertainment that happens as part of the whole harvest experience—that sort of allows everyone to 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 enjoy themselves and and to have a to have a really good time, you know, to to uh, uh, to let, let their hair down and 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 let it go, right?
0: I just wanted to share this comment from the famous French movie director Lisa Azuelos. Who came twice in Kaplankaya, and that echoes what the founders say. Uh, right now, more for taking care of myself because I usually take care of others. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's very difficult for me to take care of myself, but here with all the friends and environment, and it's and it's fun, and you can dance, and you can, you know, it's not boring taking care of yourself. It's a very nice way to share all the knowledge together in a dancing and fun way. So who are Burak and Roman? One is a developer, the son of a Turkish diplomat, and the other is a French businessman in real estate who lived in Paris, London, Rio, and Lisbon. As you can hear, they work closely together and spend much time talking to the speakers or the practitioners. Burak usually explains what is Kaplankaya to the speakers, like Indra Adnan, who became one of Harvest's Master of Ceremony. Let's listen to her about when she first talked to Burak and then to Luke Melis, co-founder of a Sanctum, a cathartic work experience that had great success in Harvest, on how we met Roman.
1: Yeah, I mean, the first
0: time I was introduced to it and I, had, and I met Burak on a Zoom call, I was very excited because, you know, his, his, the way he describes it is we're building community here. And that's what I'm doing. You know, I believe building community is the response we need to the crises. All of them are the multiple crises. So I was immediately in tune with what he was talking about. And then it was only slowly that I began to realize what kind of a community he's really pointing at, which is, you know, super powerful community. Bringing a lot of resources of different kinds of intelligence.
3: A little bit more than a half year ago, we had a pop up class in Milan, and there was a friend of Roman in class, and she was raving about Harvest Festival. She told us, Please meet the founder of it, because I'm sure you will have a great match in terms of uh, philosophy. One thing led to another. We scheduled to go with Roman. And it was an instant click, an instant click in philosophy, a philosophy about movement, philosophy about well-being. And in my opinion, Roman has a great quality to bring together people with a um, big variation of knowledge and expertise. But those people all think in the same frequency and have the same sense of urgency and curiosity to improve our lives and the world around us.
0: I would like to come back about on you, too, Roman and Burak. Can you describe each other? So, Roman, mm-hmm. can you describe
1: Burak? So, Burak, I think the first thing always that comes to mind when I meet Burak is um, is incredible humanity and humility. He is someone who is going to be speaking to a wide range of people from different backgrounds. And he always keeps the same way of interacting. There is never a movement in his behavior in his way of talking um so i think that's one of his superpower, um and it's an inspiration um i think from an educational point of view it's also great things to teach to your own kids and to your friends um so i'm very impressed by this burak is a strategist he's um, very well articulated in the thoughts that he's passionate about and um it's very interesting to um to discuss with him in general. He's passionate about uh, geopolitics and economical aspect. He's a great businessman um, as well. Um, and he cares. He genuinely cares for a, be- for a better world. So it's been a fantastic journey to discover each other through proper holidays at the beginning and then through working together. And um, yeah, and his parents um, are also here. And I think uh, you can see the lineage of um, of beautiful education coming up, of humility. He was a son of a diplomat. I think it's important to mention that.
0: Thank you, Roman. Nice. So you're like the visionary in, uh, in Burak. Burak, what do you like in Roman, and how would you describe Roman?
2: This is one of the toughest questions I've had because I'm so afraid that I'm not going to do justice with words. to <laughs> <laughs> what Roman represents to me. Right. Give it a shot. I, Roman is, a, is a, uh, he's a, he's a... He's a fascinating character. He's... Um, I've met very few people in my life who, uh, I'm going to cry who can, <laughs> who, who, who can self-reflect um, without being attached to any emotions, under any circumstance, the way that Roman can. I mean, the, all these learnings that we're sort of trying to take from some of these practices at at, um, uh, at a Harvest is. Um, it seems like it's part of his DNA. It seems like Roman was born with it. He can uh, assess any difficult situation by taking a step back and considering himself first to say, am I acting out of emotion? Am I acting out of um, you know another uh, another place? Do I have any bias on this? Which actually is his superpower. And he has impeccable tastes. He is uh, a people's person. He has a, uh, a natural talent for... Building friendships, building relationships, obviously uh, incredibly caring for the for the big issues that matter beyond himself. An amazing family man, great father. Yeah, uh, very, Yeah, which is a tough, which is a tough one for every for every father. Uh, yeah, a uh, a very successful businessman, a man of vision, a man of great talent.
0: Wonderful. I'm wondering, the program of Harvest is not always rational. You dive a lot into the er- esoteric world. Both of you, from what I understand, come from a Cartesian and rational background. Roman as a French businessman, Burak, developer, and son of a Turkish diplomat. So I'm curious, what led you on this esoteric path?
1: I think I had a background with a difficult mom, and I think I had to... Uh, do the work about how to deal with these issues because it's ingrained in your values, in your way of thinking, in your instinct. And when you are uh, in the rational world, there is not that much space to have this conversation because, you know, you don't dare talking about what's going on. You don't know how to analyze an emotion that comes. You don't know that the triggers comes out. And in a way, in the Cartesian world, I've had the explanation of uh, wisdom and... um, inspiration and then suddenly the esoteric world had different approach to it so it created a different dialogue internally for me to take uh, from a trauma uh, a different way of thinking so I started being interested in the esoteric world and what I would say is I'm, I'm, I'm curious about it and I'm not saying it's right or wrong I'm not saying it's my truth or the truth of anyone but I just think that it's important to me again in the quest of balance that in a way we are all after that we also look at it. And so many of my friends, you know, hide on the idea of not looking at it um, because it's more comfortable because, you know, I'm a wacko. Some people say, we've lost Roman, you know, I know <laughs> from my world, but some people say we've lost Roman. But um, that's, where, that, that's my toolbox, basically. As you say, I do come from
2: a very uh, rational-minded background and, and, and to me, life the first 40 years of my life was purely based on rationality and 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 anything beyond that to me was really woo woo until we i had a i faced a uh, we faced a challenge in our in our family we faced a medical challenge and uh, me being the the rational you know scientific person i sort of went to the end of the world along that route to see um, you know, what were the solutions, treatments, therapies available to, to solve a difficult situation. And it was then that I saw that there are limitations to just rationality, just, uh, so we started opening our, uh, our eyes and our minds to concepts that I would call beyond rationality. Um, it's, a, it's a very, um, it's a very interesting field because, um, uh sometimes you can't quantify it you can just feel it um it's like for instance spirituality right how do you quantify spirituality you can't you feel it it's 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 something that feeds your soul and that was sort of a an an interesting turning point for me so none of this is to suggest that you know science is is inferior or, or or not enough but um the rational world is is clearly very important that's how the world operates but there is more to life than just that. Um, so that's, that's the conclusion I've come to personally, and that's the, uh,
1: the point which, from which I, um, I think and operate these days. Mark Hyman today said something interesting. He said, you know, in healing people, psychologists don't look at the brain, and neuroscience don't look at the mind. At the body, yeah. The mind, yeah. And I think this is where, okay, so where, what would be the ideal way of looking at uh, solving problems, it, it would be actually to look at a little bit at everything and that's why we are a little bit interested in the esoteric world and try to bring some of the speakers or some of the practitioners. Rose, I invite you to try some.
0: Yeah, I will. <laughs>
2: going, are, I can wait to do these Are you doing
1: the breastwork? Uh, breast I, work, I yeah. am, definitely. Because that's, that's okay. a very pillar, strong pillar. Lisa.
2: Okay.
0: Well, I definitely tried a breathwork with Lisa de Narvaez after talking to Burak and Roman. You probably already know that if you listen to the previous episode. But now it's time to ask the question I asked all the guests of Harvest to the founders of the event. If something simple could be done and would make the world a better place, what would it be for Roman and Burak?
1: I think adding a few topics at education at an early age, today, again, we were told, uh, "Look at the grocery store as if it was your own pharmacy." That would be the first thing. And then um, maybe had a few um, accelerated uh, topic around uh, empathy and um, the quest for balance, so well-being classes in, in, in school. I think, I know some schools are already bringing meditation very at an early age, but if it was spread
0: more generous,
1: more generous that would yeah. be the, the fastest way. So I think food education yes. and, and, and this sort of well being and uh, mindful education would be fantastic at an early age. Great idea,
0: age. Yeah. yeah. And Burak?
2: I mean, to follow on Roman's point, I would say adopt easy solutions that are obvious, that are in front of us. At a global scale, as fast as possible, adopt uh, fish banking. Adopt uh, uh, better ways of uh, of producing the food and the protein that the world needs. Um, Known solutions that are still at experimental level, but have 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 proven to be success stories. So, um, to adopt those at a global scale as soon as possible.
0: That was the episode with Burak Ömen and Roman Karel, the founders of Harvest. I hope you liked this episode and learned more about Harvest. The next interview is Hélène a songwriter, singer and performance artist. She's also playing the hang drum. We'll discuss this in two weeks. Until next time.